Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The PGP, which is available on iTunes. If you search Permission Granted Podcast, we're also on our feed as well for the regular DA show. We appreciate you stopping on by. This is the show within the show, the show about the show, and... Whereas I, I feel like there is only one overwhelming storyline that we can talk about. Actually, I take that back. There are two. Okay, do you want to guess what they are? The chaos that ensued Friday morning in Florida? Correct. And Bart Scott returning. That's correct. How about that? Okay, good for me. Wow. that's So we've been working together a long time. <laughs> so let's start with Friday. <clears throat> I was down in Florida, in Fort Myers, Southwest Florida, uh, Sanibel Island. My girlfriend's family has a, uh, a timeshare down there once a year. And so they were down there all week with the new time slot, new time shift. I didn't really want to take shows off because we had just kind of started building consistency, building momentum. So uh, I didn't want to take shows off, so I couldn't really go down there. But I did want to go down there if I could for a couple of days and maybe do the show from down there. So I figured instead of trying to do the whole week down there of shows, uh, I would do two shows down there Thursday and Friday. Looking back, thank goodness it was only two shows. Right? Because that was my old radio station, and um, that's my old radio station down there was was uh, kind enough Beasley Broadcast Group to allow us to for me to do the show down there. They have network programming on during this time, during our time, so I was able to not be... I thought I was going to be in a production studio or something like that. They actually put me in the actual sports radio studio, which is not the same studio that I used to be in when I was there in Fort Myers at uh, kind of their previous incarnation of the sports radio station. Now they're on FM. We were on AM. Uh, it was uh, Sports Radio 770 at the time. Now they're on 99.3, but it was the same building. They had kind of built some stuff out, but... Uh, you know, I was there in 02 and 03 as my first jobs out of college, and uh, I had nothing but great memories, and they, they always treated me well, despite me making absolutely no money. It was uh, it was always a really awesome place for me to be. And uh, Thursday went great. We went off without a hitch. Engineer was there. Bingo, bango. I know him from back in the day when I was there. Um, and uh, we were good to go. There was not Perfect. Not Smoothly. A as if you were in front of us. Not a problem to be had. And then Friday, the engineer that was supposed to set us up was not supposed to set us up day two. Somebody else was. And uh, I got there, and he wasn't there. Well, yeah, and here was the first bad sign, because when you were going away to Florida, I believe it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, we had a meeting with our boss, and his instructions to me were very simple. 
Check in with DA around 8 a.m. You guys can talk about, make sure the line is good to go. And in the email I got where they're going to hook up your line where you're going to talk down to us, it was supposed to be hooked up by 8 a.m. So, you know what? Okay. That's given us an hour, but I know I'm going to talk to you about a half an hour before. I get in touch with you about 8.30. Hey, you almost good to go? Your text back. I'm in the parking lot. Guy supposed to set me up isn't here yet. And basically, I know that I have to take control of the studio back in, back in New York in about 25 minutes from then. And I said... I think we're in trouble here. Yeah. So <clears throat> I didn't think we were in trouble simply because I figured it. they connected us so easily on Thursday. There was That's no true. technical difficulties that even if he let me in at 845 or whatever, he's going to punch two buttons. It was set up for the day before already that it was going to be no problem. 8.30, I finally am like, well, I wish he was here, but he's not answering the phone, so let me go over to the door and kind of wait. And and one of the guys that I used to work with let me in to the, to the building. And the problem was also that our shift is 9 to noon, so this is right at the beginning of their work day. So th- so like their office hours. Their office isn't even basically right. open yet. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just before that. So there's a few salespeople that are there, so one of them lets me in. So I go to the studio, nobody around, 8.30, 8.35, 8.40, and I'm like, oh, boy. So then finally at, like, 8.45, I call the guy again, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm still at home right now. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, boy, that's not going to be good. So Even now as you're saying that, I'm getting anxiety, and the shows have been long over. So he puts me on – he puts me on – with some one of the other engineers over there, and then one of the other engineers, or he wasn't really an engineer, he was like, uh, I think a board op or maybe a, a host from a rock station that knew how to connect things. Anyway, at a small market like that, that's market, I, when I was there, I think it was 71, 75, something like that. So when you're in a market less than 30, probably, you don't have this kind of host of really solid engineers that are always around. A lot of people doing five jobs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I sometimes I was the one that had to connect Comrexes and dial into this and dial into that. But actually, I did that all the time when I was there. So everyone has to wear a lot of different hats. And uh, the guy that um, I handed the phone to was super nice guy and working hard, but just could not figure it out. Yeah, because I was on the other end. And basically how this is going down is we're moments before the show's supposed to go in the air and we are on cell phones. Yeah, I'm on my cell phone, you're on your cell phone. We're handing it to people who know better than each of us how to connect it. And things were getting testy. At this point, our boss had come in down my neck. You know, what's going on here? Are we going to have this connected? And we have basically Giannotti and Bogus ready on standby. I can't tell you, I can only imagine the amount of chaos on your end, as you know you're supposed to go on the air. The amount of chaos that was on this end, basically the entire building was on high alert that you were not yet connected. And finally, we had you right as the show was going to go, but you could not hear us. So I had to communicate down the line to whoever the engineer was to tell you when to start speaking because you couldn't even hear the open being played on Friday. Correct. So right before the open fires, we connect, but I can't hear anything. And so now I've got two producers on the other side of the glass who are just going to point to me when I'm supposed to go. I can't hear you. I can't really talk to you. I can't hear the music. I can't hear the open. I can't hear the effects. I can't hear anything. So I'm just like, okay, time to go, man. Showtime, showtime. <laughs> Show's got to go on. So I just wait for the point, and then I go. When they pointed to me, was it just right out of the open? No, I told him when to go when you normally would go during our open. Okay. So I timed it out so it would sound right. The problem is 
these guys don't know the show. So that I tell them to go. And now at this point, if you had listened to Friday's show, you didn't hear a cold open. I had put together a cold open, whatever the NBA game was reacting to. And I'm telling these guys, hey, can you get in his ear and tell him we have the cold open? He could throw to it and we'll be ready. These guys don't understand what I mean by the word cold open. They're like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm like, all right, uh, I guess we'll just, we're flying by the seat of our pants. If DA tosses to a cold open, we have it. But they didn't understand the show lingo, so it was hard for them to process it to you. And basically, we were just going to have you, I guess at this point, take it 15 minutes until the break. Yeah, and so I took it right out of the cold open. I didn't get to, I didn't know, or no, right out of the show open. Right. And so I didn't do the normal <clears throat> happy right. Friday, everybody, because I didn't know if I was coming out of that. Right. I thought that maybe I wasn't. So I introduced more calmly, more kind of flatly, the normal Kalamazoo, Waterloo, we right. were on the air. And then I just went into the James Harden take, and I just said, well, we, I guess we get, right. I'm That's just going to fill the next 15 minutes or so, I guess maybe 12 minutes or so to, till 15 after. And then at 15 after, I'm just like, I'm just going to take this break, figuring we're now going to go to com- go to commercial break, and now we'll have it figured out. Because now we've bought ourselves 15 minutes of figuring this thing out, you would hope. Right. So as you were talking, and it became very clear you weren't going to go to the cold open, I have my email up with all our settings that we're supposed to get. And I am talking to them about their settings and figuring out what we could do. What's the reason that you can't hear us? Because we've got something figured out where you are now on the air. We're connected. We've got the lines connected. Right. We are connected in a way that you are going out. Your voice is going out over CBS Sports Radio. We have you. But there's something missing because you can't hear us. So there's something to do with all these numbers. They have to coordinate with these lines. And they keep reading back the number to me wrong. Okay. There was a number to the effect of 722. Now, if you're listening to this and you don't know radio, you probably don't know what this means. But they kept coming back to me. Okay. So 772. And I kept going, no. 722, like whatever that part was, they kept missing. Yeah. And they must have said, it was like a who's on first routine. <laughs> it was like five times they kept on. And I, I finally got the point. I'm like, are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Or are you saying what I'm saying back to you wrong? <laughs> like, what's going on? And my boss is right next to me. I'm like, 722. So they are so confused. By this point, they're lost. They don't even know if I'm saying 722 or 772. Yeah. It was like Abbott and Costello. So finally, at this point, whoever, oh no. So now we come back and. You, they go to flip whatever the numbers were because I finally give them the numbers and we lose you completely. Yes. And Andrew Bogus during has to commercial run it. break. During so commercial I've, break. We've we've actually figured out a way to get me on the air, but I can't hear anything, which is not which is a temporary solution, not a full solution. No. You can't do a whole show like no that. No way. So then finally we get to that next segment coming back and now there's nothing. Now, <laughs> Absolutely now I'm nothing. disconnected and now you guys are scrambling and it's like, okay, now we just gotta put Bogus on the air. And Bogus basically does the cold open all over again. Right, yeah, there's back-to-back segments on James Harden stinking. So now we're at like 9.28. Right. And I go, hey, I know you guys are struggling here. And to their credit, they felt terrible and they really were working hard. And they're just like, I don't know why this isn't working. I don't know why. And finally, I said, uh, well, well, the engineer from yesterday, who I, I worked with back in the day, I, I knew he was nails. He just was awesome. He got us connected on Thursday. I was like, when's he scheduled to go come here? And they're like, by 10 o'clock, he should be here. And I'm like, okay, so by 10 o'clock, we should be on the air. Right. As I say that, I chat you. I'm like, this guy's supposed to be here by 10 o'clock. We should be okay. He walks in the door. I go, oh, we're, we're clear now. He, like, comes in, <clears throat> swings one pot up. He does one of these Florida things. What are you guys doing? Are you you MFers, you do this, hit this, hit this. Well, what's going on back there? He goes back to the Comrex or whatever, the ISDN line in the back, punches something. He's like, 
as soon as he does that, it's connected. I mean, he knew everything. And perfect timing, too, because he does this in our second break. Yes. And so we come back for 930, and I can hear everything, you can hear everything, and we're good to go the rest of the way. What is a lesson in, if you are interested in radio, if you like radio, or if you're just kind of like compelled to to listen to this show because it's about the radio show, at those levels of radio, those guys are so important. Right. Because there's one of them usually per cluster. And this radio station has, my guess is six or seven radio stations. Man, he does that for everybody. He's like he's like the radio whisperer. He just knows this button goes. He it's the guy that knows where everybody is buried. And like a good bench coach in baseball. Like a good bench coach in baseball. Like a Don Zimmer. Yeah, like a Don Zimmer. Although, you know, sometimes you figure, does Zim remember everything that he should <laughs> remember? But, like, you know those, maybe you've had a handyman in your life, like in your right. complex, uh, your apartment complex, your condo. Um, you know, there's just people, like a good mechanic, like the guy that just knows everything and is just so calm. You need that guy or gal. And, you, and in, in little radio... And not that Ford Myers is little, little. It's not like, you know, it's uh, market 200. It's, but it's, you know, small enough to where you need that guy. That, that guy is so valuable. And I saw it firsthand when I when I worked at that level. And I saw it firsthand again, man. And I, I got a lot of respect because you've been there long enough. You know how to get everything done quickly, and which has to be done. So we finally got on the air at 930. I just figured, you know. Uh, back here must have been just a nightmare. Chaos. And basically, I'm just fending off your bosses wondering what's going on because their only line of communication to you was through me texting you or G-chatting you, and they don't really know when these people are getting there. So I kind of was like the middleman in the whole thing, and I'm getting asked the same question by 10 different people. I'm like, all right, everybody just relax. This is what we can. And you came back during break because that Friday we didn't have Pete Bellotti, the body on the board, because he was producing Gio and Jones. We had Chris uh, Thomas, Chris Arn on the uh, board. And you came back and asked Chris, you're like, how panicked was I? I don't know why I wasn't panicked, but I guess just felt the need that I didn't have time to panic because everybody else was panicking in that spot. Yeah. You know, but it was uh, it was pretty rough. But I want to say this, as much as we love Pete Pilati, we might have been benefited by not having the body. And I'm going to talk about this to him on side B. He might have melted down in that spot because he doesn't handle stress as well. And that was a highly stressful situation. He was getting stressed because he was here, but not on the show, freaking out about it. I can only imagine if he was the one at the controls. And I will say that for all the chaos that happened behind the scenes, the listeners probably had no idea that it was right. much of a problem. Because That's an interesting part of that, too. Like, Did the listeners even know, <laughs> notice that we We could be talking about a story, and people might have listened to the entire 9 o'clock hour and not even really know. Right, that's true. Because Unless you, they just heard Bogus and thought maybe you know you had to take a long bathroom break. That was the one thing. That was the only thing that probably sounded weird, except I didn't have a cold open at the top of the nine. Right. And, um, but outside of that, nothing else. Well, if you just got in your car by the time it was the third segment of the show, you had no idea anything even happened. Exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Exactly. But good, I guess. You could have listened to the entire first segment. Missed Bogus because you, like, got out of the car or something, came back, and never knew that we had any problems. Meantime, it was nutso. Crazy. So today, Bart Scott dropped by for uh, a blast from the past day, and hopefully we'll do more of these with him. I mean, it's just, is that not still the most fun hour we do? My absolute most fun time doing the show is when Bart Scott is in. 
And Bart Scott comes in. He's like oh, a ball of fire. He'll talk. You never know what he's ready to talk about or what he's going to talk about, but you know he's going to enjoy talking about it. And then, you know, from my point of view, behind the scenes, Bart loves putting me in these little tasks. Today, he had me ordering slices of lemon cake from Del Frisco's and then wanted me to somehow figure out Uber Eats to pick it up. But then Del Frisco's wouldn't let him pick it up without the credit card. So you guys are talking for an hour and I'm ordering freaking lemon cake for what? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? You needed seven slices of lemon cake. Yeah, but Bart, I hope it wasn't seven because I only ordered five. <laughs> but Bart wanted a whole cake, and then they're telling me they can't do a whole cake, but they can do multiple slices. Can't you just do as many slices that add up to a cake? I don't know what's going on. That's he, what I deal with with Bart. He's a gem. He's an unbelievable gem. Looks like he lost a little weight, too. Yes, he slimmed down. Okay, so that wasn't just me that noticed that. Uh, I noticed it. I, I mean, I didn't ask him about it, but he definitely looked thinner, yeah. Hmm. Maybe he, maybe the, maybe the buffets on a Sunday morning. No, I think that he works out during football season, uh, probably to fill out his suits and look good on TV and all that stuff. And then during the off season, he probably cuts weight a little bit. Interesting. I, I got to do that. I got to cut weight a little. Yeah, bit. you got to cut weight. <laughs> Fit my Don Mattingly shirts. I mean, Bart always has a couple of one-liners too that just kill me. I mean, him saying. That Nick Carter, because Nick Carter was on Good Morning Football on NFL Network this morning, so we had that on one of the screens. Nick Carter is in there in this dopey Jameis Winston jersey, over like draped over his collared shirt, which is just the dumbest look ever. <laughs> he's got his hair like up, doing that cockatoo thing, and he's got big bags under his eyes, and he just does not look good, Nick Carter. And Bart Scott says, "Yo, yo, who, who that again? That, Nick Nick Carter." Man, Nick Carter looking like a ghetto version of Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest on Obamacare. With bad insurance on Obamacare. (laughs) (laughs) That was the hardest I've seen the body Bilotti laugh in the five weeks we've done the show. He lost it. Lost it. He was spitting stuff out of his mouth. He was laughing so hard, which is a good sign if we get Bart back with Pete. Boy, that was great. That was so good. I couldn't get enough. It was so good to see Bart. I was happy he came in. Me too. And, uh, you know, we were going through the list of like, okay, what football stories can we talk to with Bart? And, God, there's not anything to talk about football-wise besides this uh, Tom Brady saying he's not the GOAT. There is, outside of that and Colin Kaepernick, apparently nothing has happened in football. I don't know how Mike Florio does this every day. Right, which is crazy. I guess you just milk how many times Eddie Lacy's lost a pound out of us. I guess. But that's what makes Bart great is that we didn't need any topical football stories. We talked about the... Kaepernick, and we talked about Brady, but we knocked it out in the first segment. Second segment, he did all NBA playoffs. He wanted to talk about the NBA. Then third segment, he wanted to do top five deli meats, which is great. <laughs> a lot of hard-hitting stuff we did with Bart. And then uh, then Aaron Carter. And... and then we went to plug his football camp. He had no idea where to find information <laughs> yeah. on. I-, I love Bart Scott. I... I uh... I make no bones about it. So, at side A, side B, you're going to address this. Uh... Yeah, I got a lot to get into with Pete. I got to get into, got more to get into than suddenly slipping my mind. But I promise we'll get into it. Okay. In side B. All right, side B coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. It. All right, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. I am Arazi, executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B on the PGP, joined by Pete, the body, Balotti. Pete, what's going on, bro? Oh, not much. It's been a quick week, as far as I'm concerned. It is a quick week. Several, Several things happened this week. First of all, we are taping this finally on Thursday of this week. So if you're getting a late PGP notes because of me and Pete on Side B, there have been various uh, <laughs> situations after the show we've had to deal with. 
and studio situations. But Pete, now you are heading into a long weekend. You're heading to Baltimore for a bachelor party. You're going to hit up the Preakness, which I think is really cool. And really, I think after what happened on Thursday's show, the question has to be asked, will you run into Hurricane Jen at the Preakness? Well, I hope not. At Pimlico. I hope not. First of all, I hope she's downgraded to a tropical depression by the time (laughs) she gets there. I think she's always a hurricane, Pete. I will will purposely not try to find her. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. This is my first horse race live. (laughs) This is so good in so many ways. Yes. Because, A, the way you just phrased that, this is my first horse race live. <laughs> like, it's a baseball game. Like, right. you're going to your first Met game. Yeah. Um, second of all, you worked with Mike Francesa for a long time. I who did. is obsessed with horse racing. And really, I think in many ways, keeps horse racing relevant. Especially he in does. New York, the, with yeah. the way he talks about I it. I think that's very true. So, for you to now just be going to your first horse race. And I know where you grew up in Long Island. You didn't grow up far from Belmont or even Aqueduct. And I've been to Belmont. I, my first one was a couple of years ago. Shocking to me that you've never gone. I really had no, I have no interest in horse racing. Too, uh, I'm not really a big fan of it. Um, and you're not a gambler, really? No, no. Like, I'll go to Atlantic City, I'll, I'll lose money at the blackjack table, you know, that type of stuff. But, um, no, I never was a horse racing guy. Never w- had the urge of getting into traffic with 100,000 people to go to Belmont. I really, I, I have better things, I can, I can go to the store and, uh, and, and do something better. So going to the store, going to the store, any store like Target or Pier One, right. That would be better than going and sitting in traffic with a hundred thousand people at right. Belmont. Now, now the years where there's no Triple Crown, all right, I'll do it. I really ha- like. The but like, older I a- get the older I get, the more and more I don't like crowds. Okay, well, forget the crowds for a sec, like because the last couple of years I've gone to Belmont. Like last year, I had to go on Father's Day to Belmont. We had discussed that on the show at night. I think a, sh- a horse basically got euthanized on the track that day. It was rough sight. Oh, a family experience. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but you don't have to go, like, on Triple Crown Day. Like, Belmont's open pretty much all summer until they head up to Saratoga. And I'm only mentioning Belmont for those of you listening because it's close to where me and Pete live. Right on Long Island. Right on Long Island. And you well, can go you can go on any Saturday, Sunday, pack a cooler beer, sit out there, you know, throw a couple bucks on the ponies. It's actually a nice day. But also, who wants to go to Elmont? I mean, I mean <laughs> Elmont is terrible. I mean, the I, horse track itself too smells like horse dung. Yeah, I, you, you. I think you bring up a good point, Pete. And I think this is something that Da kind of touches on when he discusses the Triple Crown every year, and he talks about how he looks at every horse race and looks the same. What you have here in this country with horse racing is you have your degenerates that can't get enough and know every one of these horses throughout the country and the different you know tracks they're on and stuff like that, and and to gamble on them. And then you have guys like me who maybe will go to an OTB for the Triple Crown races and only the Triple Crown races, and go, okay, I like that name, that name, that name, and I'll bet a trifecta here. And occasionally, maybe if I get dragged because there's somebody in my family who wants to go to a track, I go like once a year. And then there's people like you who really could care less. Right. So it's like these three divides. And you really have to, when you're on your side all the way at the end, you have to question those people that are degenerates and you go, what the heck's going on? Because when you get to these tracks, Pete, and you're going to see this, Pimlico might be a little different because it's the day of the Preakness and it's one big party and everything like that. But I'm talking about like a Sunday in early May when Belmont first opens up, okay, or insert horse track here. Boy, you got some people. You got some I don't have people. To, I don't have to question it. I know it. I mean, fifty-year-olds with like you know open sores on their uh, face and the, the dirty Timberland boots and right. smoking two packs of cigarettes at the track and Cut the, the fingernails. Yeah. Oh, it's it's all bitten nails. Smells like horse dung. Smells like cigarettes. And you really go, boy, this place is character. 
You know, it's, it's, it's a weird sight. But I think you're going to have a good time at Pimlico. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be totally different. We're going on the infield, which is— Okay, uh, that's going to be cool. That's going to be a lot of chaos, I'll say that. Yeah. But uh, we, ha- we are in something called the Mug Club, where we can The take- Mug Club? We uh, take a mug, we get a mug, and we go to filling stations of beer. And that's and now it's one pro, like you've registered for the club and it's unlimited so. beer it's with that un- one mug. I believe that's what you better not lose the mug. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well let me now go to a couple things on the show real quickly. You had your first Bart Scott uh, experience with oh, the DA yes, show. Yes, he, Bart Scott's been a staple in the show every football season. Decided to pop in with us for an hour. He loves the body. He loves the body, and you love him calling you the body as well, right? Was that your moment of the week at I, work? Hey, look, any celebrity... And you're a Jet fan. Yes, any celebrity that can call me the body or, or gets into my personality, I'm all for it. I don't care who it is. I, as long as they're into my personality, I, 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 I love it. It's great. It was, it was fun. Bart Scott's fun. And uh, I really got to see the dynamic... With DA and you guys, and yeah, and Bart. Bart's sending me on lemon cake runs, essentially. Oh, I, I, he's a guy, the only guy that can go to um, uh, what was it, the Del, Del Frisco's, Frisco's to get a lemon cake. Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out where the nearest, uh, cheapest uh, bakery is <laughs> on Long Island. There's like four of them, and I'm trying to find the one that charges me less. That's so true. Um, another side note here behind the scenes. I'm trying to think of stuff here behind the scenes of the radio station. I had a bunch of mental notes today, and I'm not going to throw this person under the bus by naming them by name. There is a weird dynamic in radio when the weather heats up in the summer, where for whatever reason, during business hours, whatever you deem those to be, a lot of people call them nine to five. I probably consider more eight to four around Mm -hmm. radio. You, for whatever reason around here, even though you could dress like slobs, I could sit here in a Gary Sanchez t-shirt and scratch my ass and, you know, I'm having a great (laughs) day at work while there's salespeople in, in suits and stuff like that. It's supposed to be relaxed, but shorts are where somehow there's been like this weird line drawn. When you walk into this radio station, like you're not allowed to wear shorts during business hours. And I guess that's because you have various uh, VPs and, and sales reps that really have nothing to do with important the programming. People, important yes. people that you know make the money for the programming side wearing suits, I guess they don't want to see us schlubs in shorts. There is a young man who does a great job and does stuff for our show that doesn't get enough credit who showed up today in shorts and didn't know. Which shocks me because he's been here longer than a year. I'm pretty sure. So at some point, you would have thought he got the memo. But I guess if you're working weekends, you could show up in shorts. If he works a lot of nights, you could show up in shorts. Where I guess this – are you aware who I'm talking about? I don't want to name his no, name. No, I'm not, I'm not aware. And, and if he didn't get the memo from any of us, because if if we were allowed to wear shorts, you and I would be number one and two. Yeah, I'd wear start shorts. wearing shorts in March. Right. Okay, I'm a fat guy that wants to be comfortable and wants my knees to breathe and doesn't want to stand at a subway or the Long Island Railroad you know, with swamp ass because I'm wearing tight jeans. As a matter of fact, I have shorts in the car that I'm going to change into. Right. right? And when I and when we were doing the evening show, and I would have to show up at two o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, I would show up in jeans, and then when it would hit five o'clock before our show started, I would change the shorts because I am all about comfort. I'm built for comfort. So for him not to notice that nobody was wearing shorts, and I get this is our first ninety degree day in about well, months. Well, a lot of the new people here also are, 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 don't pay attention to uh, where they are in line. <laughs> fair, as far far as I'm concerned. Fair They're, enough. But I'm gonna this is I'm gonna come full circle here, Pete. I'm gonna pitch this question to you. So he comes in today, Andrew Bogus and myself see him, and we both said the same thing at the right. Boy, you know, ballsy by you to come in with the shorts on. And he looked at us like, what do you mean? Can't wear shorts? And he and it wasn't like he was wearing, you know, N1, you know, right. gym shorts right. with dirty sneakers from the Nike third grade. Shorts. No, they were nice khaki <laughs> shorts, and he had like a short sleeve button down. He looked 
well, and he looked presentable. I even think business casual, but it was just the idea of wearing shorts. So he's freaking out now because every time the boss has walked around today, he has basically slid in his chair and had his <laughs> legs under his desk. So the boss now, we're going on, he's been here at the time of this taping. This kid has been here for five hours, and the boss has been here for five hours, and they have had many interactions, which ironically, on most days, they would have very few interactions. Of course. Okay, but there's something going on today where the job he's doing has suddenly become more important. There are people coming in dealing with this, and now he is trying to hide his legs, and he's been on the roller coaster of this. He oh. doesn't think he can make it another three hours until his shift is over. So he turns to who else but for advice, but me, okay? <laughs> the ultimate slobber out here, Pete, and here is, my, here is my advice for him. If he sees you in the shorts, if you tell him that you didn't know you weren't allowed to wear shorts, you get, and you're going to get yelled at. Like, how could you not know that, blah, right. blah, blah. So what do you tell him? How do you get here today, Chris? Oh, I said his name. He rode his bike, said, your pants split on your way in, and all you had was a pair of shorts in your backpack. He looked at me like I had solved all of the world's problems to him, and that is what he's going with, and he's now walking around he, here, he, here freely. He needed you to tell him that? So, okay, so now, Pete, that brings up the question. If you had a problem like that, would I be the person you turned to? No. Why not? No, no, because I wouldn't need to turn to anyone. I, I'm very good with those situations. Okay, but if you're somebody who's not good with those situations and you look around. All right, well, all right, in, in all honesty, I'd probably go to someone like you. Because I'm a slob. You would think you'd go to the slob no, in no, a slobby situation. Because I, I feel like you're... Practical. Okay, I am practical. Very practical. Okay, now, don't just wax me here because it's you could kill me if you want. Did I give him a good answer? That That is a good answer. That is a good story. Now, I wouldn't give that answer now because it's out there. It's out there. Probably should have mentioned it on the podcast, but I'm just pecking. I don't know what important <laughs> listening to this. Um, and number three, what, what was I going to say? Does it work? Does that put that, yourself in management shoes? A kid, you know, tells you like, "Hey, listen, here's what I happened." I think you're today. gonna get it either way. You, yeah, but it, but if you sell them on the embarrassment of like, I split my pants on the way in. Well, it might be a story. You gotta sell it. Right, right. It might be a story, but but I think you're gonna get it either way. Okay, you're gonna, right. you're gonna get killed. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah. All right. Well, Pete, I know you got to get out of here. Thank you for letting me bounce a couple things off of you. Of course. I'm, and I'm the, I'm the uh, show Buddha. You are the show. Bogus is the newsroom Buddha. I'm the show. Buddha. You're the show Buddha. Well, go have fun in Maryland uh, and go enjoy the infield. Uh, win some uh, races. What are they? Uh, tickets? What, what the hell am you I doing? You bet you go to the betting window with tickets, tickets and win races. Uh, and you're not going to your first horse race. There's several races, not just the Preakness. <laughs> All right? So you're going to go to your, like, your first eight races. Right. If we make it to the Preakness, You'll that'll make be it. a story. You'll make it, Pete. Have fun. That's the body ballad. You can follow him on Twitter. CBS PDB. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.